Coming from the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. This is Shi'ar Jeshub, which in Hebrew means a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon from the New Testament section of my husband's series on heavenly authority. Pastor is currently in the book of Hebrews, where the promise of a new covenant prophesied by Jeremiah in the Old Testament is quoted. When we left off, Pastor Greg was in chapter 9, in the section discussing the significance of the earthly tabernacle. Please remember to visit our website at www.shiarjashub.org. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And he says in verse 3 of uh, chapter 9, speaking about the sanctuary, the holy place, he says, And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all. You have this most holy place. Obviously, it's still made in this world. It's of the things of this world. But it contained the Ark of the Covenant. It contained the law of Moses. It was the place where the presence of God, the power of God, would come down from heaven. And so it was a type of what? Heaven itself. Being with God. Eternal life with God. It was a physical symbol of how do you get into the holiest place of all, the most holy place, which is really not the tabernacle or the temple or the Jerusalem on earth. It's the Jerusalem in heaven. It is the dwelling place of God, the temple in heaven. In verse 6 of chapter 9, um, he says, Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priests always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the services, the holy place. But into the second part, the most holy place, the holy of holies, the high priest, only one, went alone once a year, only one time a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself, because he was a sinner, and for the people's sins committed in ignorance." really was a ritualistic cleansing for the things done in ignorance by a man who was sinful himself, using the blood of the sacrifices of animals to ceremonially wash clean, but which could never really deal totally with the problem, only symbolically. The Holy Spirit indicating, verse 8, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while the first tabernacle was still standing. The way into the real holy of holy, the holiest of all, we don't know how to do it because according to the old covenant, there are these layers. Here you have the symbolism, the place, and the reality of where God's presence came down, and no one can go in. There's a barrier. There's this veil. This veil blocks the way. You can't even look at it. You can't even see the kingdom of God. And it requires a sacrifice to go in to just ceremonially make atonement to be able to use this tabernacle by a man who himself is sinful and needs his sins 
covered over, and he can only go in once a year, and he's shaking the incense to make the cloud because even he can't see what's going on. But to show, to make a symbol of how the entrance is made. The entrance is made through the sacrifice. The entrance is made one time by one high priest by a sacrifice. Without that, there's no entrance because there's this veil. This veil blocks the way. Verse 9, it was symbolic for the present time, and a lot of the Old Testament, it was not allegorical, it was real, it happened. Every event is literal and true. But a lot of the things in there were symbols for us to hold on to, to see the fulfillment in Christ. It was symbolic for the present time, in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience, concerned only with food and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of Reformation. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience. It was a symbol. It was a symbol for the present time. What the gentleman was doing that went in, the high priest, cannot make perfect in regard to conscience. It was only supposed to be for those sins committed in ignorance. Now, we need more than just a covering for the sins committed in ignorance because we've done many sins committed in knowledge. How? How can we ever go behind that veil into this most holy place? It was concerned with foods and drinks and various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of what? Reformation. There was an appointed time. There was a day when there would be a new contract. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and I will reform. I will change. I will remake the people. A new sweet contract. The old was a symbol to see the fulfillment in Christ. If you go back to um, chapter 8 and verse 1, before the section where he quotes from Jeremiah, he says, now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest. We need a high priest, he says, that's holy, that's perfect, uh, who knew our weaknesses but never sinned. And he says, we have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary, literally a minister of the holies, and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. Not something put up of wood and pounded with the gold of this world and human beings constructed and wore away. Remember we read in, in Chronicles how the tabernacle, the original tabernacle was wearing out at the time of the temple? What the Lord builds does not wear out. It's eternal. He says, For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one, this high priest, also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law. They were descendants of Aaron. This one he's speaking of is a descendant of Judah. 
who serve the men on earth, the priests on earth, who offer gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle, for he said, see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. God told Moses, I'm giving you a pattern and build this earthly tabernacle according to the pattern. But the original, that which was being copied, was up in heaven, not made by man's hands, but by God. Verse 6, But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, speaking about the one, speaking about the minister of the holies, speaking about the great high priest, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better contract, a better covenant, which was established on better promises. So all these things were symbols. The high priest going into the holy place only once a year, the holy of holies, the blood sacrifice for sins committed in ignorance, for ceremonial procedures, was symbolic of something much better, much more profound, something that would take away sin forever, this one who enters into the tabernacle not made by hands, made by God, with his own blood, an eternal offering, the high priest that goes in once for all and makes entrance into the holy of holies, the most holy place, where is that? Where God the Father dwells. If you look down in chapter 9 and verse 11, Speaking about the heavenly sanctuary, heaven itself. What happens after I die? How do I really go to heaven? How do I go to be with God? But Christ, Messiah, came as high priest of the good things to come. Good news, good things to come. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption, eternal salvation, eternal payment for our sins, redemption, reformation, not a ceremonial process, a real living change. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, the lamb had to be perfect physically. Jesus offers himself physically on the cross, but he's sinless. He's sinless. There's not a spot on him. He never once sinned. He's spiritually perfect. And so when that sacrifice of his life is made, it's not a ceremonial temporary cleansing. It's an eternal cleansing. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works, dead works, in the NIV, it says acts that lead to death to serve the living God. We are cleansed not just from sins committed in ignorance. We are 
cleansed from acts that lead to death. It's not the blood of some animal that doesn't know. It's the blood of the Son of Man who knew the suffering he would face. He was tormented in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew the agony that awaited him. He knew the betrayal. He knew the torment of all the demons, being called a blasphemer, the rejection by his people, the horrible treatment by Rome. And yet he took it upon himself to make the eternal sacrifice, and in doing so, he still never sinned without spot, without blemish, to cleanse our conscience from dead works, acts of death, that we might serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant, the new contract, by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal, eternal inheritance. The old tells us we're sinners. There's no good news from the old. The old is holy and pure and righteous, but it can't save us. All it can do is condemn us. Jesus Christ, by a free gift, living the life that we can't live, paid the price that we might live not just one day, but eternal life, everlasting life, in the presence of God, in the Holy of Holies. You can find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle on the web. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. It is a great site to share with your friends for serious Bible study. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.